1: Hello and welcome to a brand new, very special Mother's Day episode of Line Order S Review here on Fanversation. I'm Yael Teagle. I'm joined as always by the incredible Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. I could not be more excited for this episode. <laughs> I know. And Felicia Michelle is here. Hello, Felicia.
2: Hello, you guys. It's such a nice day. I decided to walk outside and enjoy the service, the cell phone service that I have
1: amazing amazing it is a very special mother's day episode before we jump into season 10 episode 6 babes i would like to provide the hotline for anyone who needs it if you have been assaulted or need help please reach out to rain their number is 1-800-656-4673 1-800-656-4673 taylor what does 4673 spell it spelled hope it does spell hope. Um, So please uh, keep in, you know, if you need help, reach out to them. Um, Also, as a warning, sometimes this show will go dark. And when that happens, we will make light. And this episode being one of Taylor's favorites, I know we will make light. Um, So be prepared for that. Consider this your content warning. If this is not something you're ready for, this is not the show for you. Um, also, before I bring up our special guests, as a reminder, we have a contest going and I will tell you more about that at the end of the show. But joining us today for our very special Mother's Day episode is Miss Marsha, who is Felicia's mom. Hello, welcome. Hello,
3: thank you for having me. Thank you for hey, being mommy. here. Happy Mother's hey. Day. Thank you.
1: Also joining us is my mother, Yafa. Hello. Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Thank Um, you very much. Thank you so much again for being here. We're talking about babes. The episode quick cap is the grisly murder of a homeless man leads detectives to four high school girls with a pregnancy pact. After the pact is revealed, somebody drives the girl's ringleader to an apparent suicide. So, moms, what do you think of this episode? Miss Marshall, we will start with you. What did you think? Well, there were
3: a lot of twists and turns from the beginning of the dinner in the restaurant. <laughs> I thought it was going to be about them to the courtroom. So I never knew exactly who was who and who was doing what. It did have <laughs> me on my seat, and I was surprised at the end. And Felicia knows I usually watch all reality TV shows. Yes. So My this favorite. was a little bit different for me, but it was well entertaining. It was it was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it.
1: I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> and, Mom, what did what you what think of this episode? Different.
4: Well, um, it was very interesting, but it was also very sad. It was so sad to to see how it evolves and how... Um, people didn't take responsibility when it was due. And um, from the very beginning, people didn't know how to handle mental health, Mm. which was one layer of um, an issue they touched. And then they didn't know how to handle uh, teen pregnancy. But the most um, disturbing for me was that I learned toward the end that actually these young high school kids were brainwashed to to get pregnant and to make a commitment with to somebody who they know in high school who makes commitments like that. People, adults, make commitment and they break them. So you expect high school kids to keep it. And it was very, very sad to see how it broke families, how it broke friendship, how people died. I know that people have to die because it's, it's, this is the essence of the, of the show. But the reasons, and, um, it was really hard. Um, not entertaining in a entertaining, um, meaning of the word, but it was, it was hard to watch. Amazing! Thank
1: you both for sharing your thoughts on this episode. Uh, We appreciate you sitting through an episode of SVU, something that we love and talk about every week here. And so we appreciate you taking the time.
4: We had to pay for it.
1: (laughs) Um, Any final thoughts, uh, Felicia or Taylor, before we let our moms go back to their day?
2: I I wanted to ask. Go ahead, Taylor. Sorry.
1: You
0: go ahead.
2: Oh, I wanted to ask the moms if they had any lines from the show? Because, you know, we usually talk about some of our favorite lines, or maybe uh, a little bit of dialogue that we like. I don't know if the mom had any favorite lines.
3: Well, I have, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's not that it was a favorite line, but um, something that did catch my attention. And when I say entertaining, I don't mean that it was entertaining as far as ha-ha, laugh, laugh. Um, because there were certainly things that were talked about in the show mental health being one of them and like she was saying and you know what was going on in the show for me because i watch reality tv all the time this was quite different yeah and um the one thing that stuck out to me was when um you know i don't watch the show so yeah. i don't know who's who prosecutor or whose job suits but it was the one lady and she was saying to the teenage girl she was saying well what is going to happen now because you're going to be on welfare and you're going to be getting food stamps and not not every teenage young mom (laughs) has to get food stamps and welfare (laughs) and if you do it's not a horrible thing everybody needs help when they need help so that's one thing that stuck out to me in the show um I mean the quirkiness is when I say entertaining it was like the quirkiness with the you know the prosecutor the attorneys like i say i don't know whose position is whose but it was just the quirkiness in the team that was entertaining to me not the the realness behind of what really happens in the world today
1: yeah absolutely i think you brought up some really great points i actually made notes about the uh, the like threats of welfare and food stamps and like it seems like an odd choice to to, I guess, shame someone, which feels so out of place. But also these kids are at a private school with affluent families and and none of them have been kicked out. So like those, it was a weird choice. Um, but yeah, absolutely, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, Mom, did you have any favorites?
4: Well, actually there are a few, um, a few parts of the episode that I uh, I liked not because they were um, what I think, but because the way they were presented. Uh, When Mariska talks to the girl and talks about the responsibility and uh, not so much about being on welfare, but this is for life. You cannot give it back. This child, you're gonna have it, you have to care for it. I don't know how, I don't know, but she gave a very, very good, strong speech. The other part that uh, I found very interesting was when her boy, the boyfriend of the girl who hung herself, mm-hmm. Max. Max, exactly. Max was talking to God, and he was blaming God for not answering him. He said, "But I asked him, and he said nothing. And what do you expect?" So it was very interesting to see um, how how, um, religious um, brainwash um, affect their their behavior of these elite high school, Catholic, uh, private school children. And they all look like they're well-to-do. It wasn't that they were poor or anything, but still, I don't know. Anyway, that's all I have to say.
1: Okay. I think you bring up very interesting points, both of you, moms. Thank you again for joining us. We're gonna dive a little deeper into this, but we wanted to say thank you. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Yeah, thank, you,
3: thank, you thank you for having you. us. Thank, thank, you. You. Thank, you. thank you. Enjoy and
4: until next year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. yes.
3: Bye-bye.
0: thank you. Amazing. <laughs> I loved it. They actually brought up so many good points, too, that I was wouldn't even think to mention. Like, there was so much stigma, like, kind of presented about, like, being on welfare and things, which I wonder if that would still be written in today, or... Because this is a slightly older episode. It's, like, probably, like, 12 years old now, and mm-hmm. I would hope they wouldn't.
2: I've I would thought hope about that, that. Yeah. Yeah. With the pandemic, especially, because so many people mm-hmm. are using, like, services now, so it's kind of like... I don't think they probably would have done that. Not at this time. When was that
0: mm-hmm. back in 2008? Something like
2: that. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. I'm
1: taking the show on the road. My bad. It's great. I love it. <laughs> um, I, just so our moms know, because I see they're still watching, they can, they can hit exit whenever they're ready. Um, but yeah, I, I want to start. Mine just hangs
2: out. So you probably just hang out. Okay.
1: That's cool. <laughs> um, I, I uh, want to start at the uh, beginning a little bit and talk about the, like, the Burning Man um, and how uh, interesting that whole little storyline of these people um, beating up homeless people, yeah. like, which is a whole conversation that this whole episode could have been about, was about, you know, especially as you were saying, Felicia, that, you know, a lot of people were displaced because of the pandemic, and so... The idea that these people were like cleaning up the streets uh, is so odd.
2: I think this might have had to do with the time. Excuse me, I hope you guys can hear me. Okay, I think that had to do with the time because like, around this time, I remember because I'm just putting an age in myself. I was still in high school, and people were doing like, on what they were calling like bum fights on on the mm. internet. Do you guys remember that? And it got really, really big. So I'm wondering if that might have been the inspiration for this particular episode um, or some type of influence with it. I thought about that at the beginning. I totally forgot about that part of this episode. Um, and the girl was like really unapologetic, which was very creepy, um, very creepy. She was like, I'm good, I'm glad, and I'm going to jail fine. Yeah.
0: The performance was so, this whole episode has so many over the top performances, which I love, like it, it feels so campy to me, like this whole episode. Um, and there's so many lines, like the writers, like. You guys, you were you were drinking something in that writer's room because I have like 25 lines that I wrote. Like, it, they just never stopped. Like, the jokes that were like probably borderline inappropriate, but I think even that's what makes very scene, a it a episode. Off,
2: it kicked off like that. Like, kicked off like with nothing but jokes. I think I have like at least three of the lines that I have are from the very first opening scene before we even get to um, yeah. our intro music, so...
1: I I agree. Yeah, they, I think this episode I laughed out loud watching this. Again, to be fair, for anyone watching and being like, "How heartless!" when this when this episode first aired, I was like super enthralled. I also watched it live when it aired because I've been obsessed yep. since season two. But um, watching it for the fifteenth time, it's so
0: funny. They um, also put jokes in there. Like, there are actual jokes that they wrote, like, meaning to be funny. That's why I was like, who wrote this one? Like, I want to know. I want to know because it feels like a tonal shift in a way. It feels very much like they are, like, some of it you can't take Dizzer seriously. Like, you just can't. Like, you can't
2: look at him
0: and his t-shirt and his tagline and be like, yep, yeah, this is a serious character. <laughs> it <laughs> was very Brad thing.
2: from Malibu. Remember Brad from Malibu and from that movie, Malibu's was Wanted?
1: No. with uh with
2: Jamie Kennedy?
1: I remember that. There you go. I got it. Yep, I remember it now. Um this episode was written by Daniel Truly.
0: I um, love you, Daniel Truly. You've created a masterpiece. Um th-
1: yeah, so this uh, I, let's talk about Munch going undercover.
2: <laughs> um it wasn't go- very much uh, of a, 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 gu- a guys. Like it was pretty much him.
1: I love that. I love that Finn says this is the same thing he's been spouting at work. Like yeah, that feels accurate. Just louder. Feels, yep. Um, yeah, so we find out that the person who was on fire, the Burning Man, was Josh Galley. And the reason he was burnt was because um, Alec Bernardi set him on fire because Alec Bernardi believes that Josh raped his sister because he misunderstood he that he did her.
0: Yep. I don't know how. I'd like to know the exact quote to understand how you could misinterpret that, but okay. He did hurt Felicia, are you
2: driving. No, you're in the car. No, I'm just trying to sit down somewhere where you guys can maybe hear me better. Like literally, the technology is working heavily against me, but I'm trying to maintain a certain level of professionalism. But yes, I am in my I car. No, I am not driving. Honestly, I, I to- would to- not drive a video.
0: Okay, great. The lighting's great, actually. Yeah, you look amazing. <laughs>
1: Thanks. You guys- oh, now we lost audio. Oh,
0: shoot. Felicia, can we, we can't see? hear you. She Can said, she hear us? No. Oh, <laughs> no. She's just talking and talking. Now we can hear you.
2: Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. There we All go. Right <laughs> um, no, and I was saying that we're a squad and they're a squad. And the, the thing that I noticed that was different about this particular episode, I know it's one of Taylor's absolute favorites. Um, There wasn't as much um background story of the squad as we were getting. Of course, you know, you got those little throw-ins of Stabler mentioning about being obviously he's, I hate to say the word pro life. He's anti-abortion. He's yes. anti-abortion. Thank you. Thank you, yo. Yes, he's very, he made that very clear. And, and I thought about this. I was like, mm, I wonder if the Stabler in 2021 would say that or have the same sentiment or has he grown because he, he did a lot of that I mean, they always call him the altar boy and like kind of pushing him to religion, even having the connection with the school that he had played with them or against them rather back in his day um, was interesting, but it wasn't as much of a personal notes in this episode as we usually see like with the SWAT sometimes. Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. Um, I feel like there was just so much that they could not give us that, although they did give us that Munch as a conspiracy theorist. Um, you know, <laughs> Stabler went to Catholic school and is raised Catholic. Um, benson is pro-choice uh and anti-welfare yeah what it's so cringy
2: it's it's, it's it's a little bit out of the realm of her character
1: yeah like the thing is i i understand her threatening them with this but a couple of things first of all i do not believe that these children know what that means and second of all I do not believe that that was a choice for these children because as we, when we meet these kids' families, um, you know, uh, Tina's mom, Peggy played by the incredible Debbie Mazar. Where's um, the
0: Emmy? Where's the Emmy for this role? Seriously. Um,
1: Debbie Mazar says like, you know, I had her brother when I was her age. So like, this is, I'm not trying to make up, stereotypes but the like story of this episode was this very like catholic italian community and so based off of the the what they gave us on this episode here are my here's my understanding of this community and again i apologize for saying stereotypes um but like this these are families that are it's important to have family and grow and and they're Catholics. So you got to keep procreating and and you don't use condoms and you don't have abortions. And, you know, you save yourself till marriage, but if you have it as a teen, like you continue and your family helps you take care of it. And it's generationals that live together and take care of each other. So at no point was there a thought, and especially with one of the girls, she goes, you know, my parents will help me or I'll go on welfare, which like, again, I don't think she knows what it means. Uh, Or that I think it would have even occurred to her. But no, like, she was it, not
0: smart enough for that. Like, just she's not thinking no, that far
2: the, the planning wasn't there. This, these are very much plans of of, of young people whose frontal lobes are not fully developed. The critical st- thinking skills that they need to really think this thing out. They were like, oh, yeah, we're going to be great. We're going to be moms together. We're going to be like together or something like that. I feel like that was kind of what they probably thought in their heads. I don't know if that was actually a line. I know the sure. guilt thing was in there but
0: no milf was in wait. there
2: too milf was in we'll okay. get to I, that. I didn't make that up all right um yeah but they really really thought that and this is also like a true thing too right this is this is definitely there was a lifetime oh, movie will, about this i will but tell i know you got it i know all you got about it, yo. it i know you got it <laughs> we'll get there um
1: yes so yeah i i don't foresee i don't foresee, none of these girls got kicked out right? Like that's the first sign that their parents are going to help them is none of them got kicked out. Um, and the second was Peggy being like, yeah, I was a teen mom too. So like, that makes sense. That said, I think that, I think that a lot of it did seem real, more realistic. Um, let's talk about Fidelia, who chose not to sleep with her first and true husband, Max, but instead- her father.
2: that's that's jesse mccarthy isn't it right it (laughs) is jesse mccarthy can i tell you i started singing i don't want another pretty face i don't want and i'm like why am i singing this song as i'm watching this and i'm like what's going on in my head and i'm like is that his song down on dream street yeah y'all remember dream street i had that on a hit clip i'm aging myself out here but um i it it was interesting to see him in that role because i was like you're the heartthrob usually, you know, back in the gap. Like, you were the heartthrob. You're the one that girls go after. And now you're like, I'm totally okay with my teens. I've never slept with being pregnant by some dude whose <laughs> name is Dizzard. Diz, Dizzard. Dizzard child. I don't know.
1: So as a reminder, Dizzard is a repeat offender. Of um, course he is. <laughs> this is. Uh, Jeffrey Wigdor he was in um, three episodes he has been a Jersey Breakdown 2014 um, obviously babes and he was in Tangled in 2001 that said if I remember correctly and I'm checking that I am yes Tangled is the episode that Taylor and I did over Thanksgiving and um, I said hey that guy's Dizzer
0: (laughs) wrecking decks and getting sex that is it that is and it. was actually Arian. the
2: child's father, too, was legitimately, because I, like, I, the first time I was like, oh, he's probably not the dad. Like, you know, th- that's just too easy for him to actually be the father. And I was like, oh, no, you really were the dad and you already have two other kids. But my confusion was, can you not still prosecute this man or bring charges on him? No, there is not a child and there's no Fidelia because she, you know, decided to take her life an In instance, um, or was bullied to the point to take her life. But there is a baby and there is proof of the act. So like, it just, I get that it was obviously about the mom harassing this young girl. But I kind of would to have seen him go down for that because he was just way too obnoxious. Like, It's like how uh, Finn was like, I want to
1: arrest him for something. <laughs>
2: um, no,
1: I agree. I think that they, I think they could have because there was, there was, like proof of, of the assault. But I think at that point it it was not worth it for the. So um, it was a lot
2: going
0: on. Yeah. Yeah. We already had three sentencing we had to get through. So. Yeah. I,
1: this episode, when you think about it, we start with a story about this um, schizophrenic homeless man who was beaten and set on fire. That turns into a story about, um teen pregnancy and that turns into a story
0: about um cyberbullying and suicide there a it, lot happened so much happened i will say though i think it works in this case and not to jump ahead but that final scene ties mm. everything together so nicely and i think i mean obviously this one has so many just crazy lines but I love that moment at the end because it gives it so much more heart too. That's why I think I like this because it has everything. It has that like comedy aspect. It does touch on a lot of serious things, and then it has that really genuine moment that you don't get to see very often from the show, like to kind of tie it together, which is I find really nice. I and totally agree. Turns.
2: Yeah, definitely, Taylor, one hundred percent agree with that.
0: Um, I love F- Felicia that your mom
1: loved the twist and turns. <laughs>
2: Your mom and I will she, get along. I Listen, I was actually thinking, I think Taylor my mom probably would really be, get on real well, because my mom likes reality shows more than anything else. She does not watch anything scripted. So when she said that, I was like, oh, wow. That's how I know this is obviously the best show ever, period. <laughs> obviously.
1: She's an icon. Um, love it. Um, let's, I mean, what... What else do we want to talk about the episode?
2: The moms were so, can we just talk about the moms for one second? The moms were so much more introspective than we are. Like, I was like, oh,
4: <laughs> Yeah.
2: Making the most, like, inappropriate adults and the moms were like, yes, it was, Um, you know, the the underlying issue of mental health. I mean, I was like, oh, well, they did the actual homework. We kind of just were like, let's look in the back of the book and the answers were <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just wrote down 25 quotes. Like, We're like, oh. That's what I contributed really this to issue. this.
2: That was, uh, yeah, they had great perspective of things. Especially as people who don't watch the show. I thought that was really interesting. I don't know if you know your mom watches. My mom th- said my mom for- first off, off the bat, she doesn't
0: watch. <laughs> she loves you. She must very much she love has, you. Yeah, wow, she
2: very, yeah. But, um, so it's she is not watch
1: this. She spent money to watch this episode.
2: You got to pay her That's back.
1: That's so sweet. Oh, yeah, I, you really I, do. I was going to buy it for her, but iTunes no longer does that. Oh, oh okay.
2: okay. I did not know
1: that. Yeah, $30 of iTunes money that I was going to spend towards my mother watching this episode.
2: Oh yeah that kind of well how about this my mother wanted to watch it so bad that she watched it on demand and this this is not the lady who watches anything on demand because it has commercials she don't play the commercial game she DVRs (laughs) and skips ahead she ain't got time so I was like yeah that's how I know this episode is really like the best I mean obviously it's one of Taylor's favorite episodes and it just you're like Taylor said it just everything starts off crazy I think my like Cause you get confused every single turn is a twist and that's what I like this is like one of those like okay this is a quintessential SVU episode that has all of those components and I had to pick Oh, what's the perfect SVU episode or somebody's like I want to watch the first episode I want to know what the show is kind of about or feel it would be it would be babes that would be definitely on the list
1: yeah wow I I, I think you're right I think this is the new episode when people go well where should I start I'm gonna be like watch this one
0: it's it like yeah, you know, like I said, it has everything, and it all somehow works together. Yeah, I'm shocked at
1: how good this one is. Oh, and Felicia just
0: no, she said mic drop. <laughs> um,
1: well, uh, who else did I want to talk about? I mean, I'm just
0: so amazed. Can we talk Debbie about Mazar. Kim Graylike getting strangled?
2: <laughs> sure, Debbie
0: Mazar strangles Graylike. And honestly, I don't blame her. Like, I don't like Kim Greylock, and I was like, "You're valid for that." Oh, that's all you wanted to say? Yeah, I just (laughs) don't like Kim Greylock, and I wanted to bring that up again because she's one of the worst lawyers we've ever had. It's
1: it's funny because I really like that actress. Um, Me too. Me too. I like her other stuff, but here I'm just like, shut up, like Um, go away. (laughs) But it is really amazing. You're right that she does get strangled, and I appreciate that because. Every time I watch this episode, and again, I've seen it many times, every time when um, Peggy doesn't get, when she's acquitted, I was like, wait, but I know that in the end, Tina goes with um, Josh's dad. So I was like, how did we,
0: oh, right, she attacks her. Sprinkle that in there. Yeah. I also love that Britt Robertson's in this, Robinson, sorry. And I love that she's still playing the same age. 10 years later. So here's the thing about that is as soon as she got um,
1: for the people, I was like, but she's a child.
0: I know. It's so confusing. She's She must be in her 30s now, right? Or late like 20s. She's, or she's hitting 30 any day now. That's, it's so funny. I love that that's her little niche. She's so good in this episode, though, because she, I feel like kind of grounds it because she's like Fidelia doing her thing the other friends doing their thing and so I like kind of following it through her journey because she is very oblivious at first and then she kind of comes to realizations like with all this happening so I kind of like that we get to see it through her lens and have that connection like I kind of mentioned earlier with um Josh right yeah Josh's dad at the end I I think it's so interesting you're right she does
1: um she does ground the episode but I think what's so interesting is that um, she uh, is the dumb one. Um, I guess ignorant is the one, but she's like, um, she's when they're like, you didn't use a condom. And he goes, well, he wanted to. And I said, no, (laughs) like what? We all did. I love (laughs) it. We all did. (laughs) Felicia is not happy.
2: Well, I mean, I guess obviously that's a point. Sorry, my phone was like, it's hot. Um, I guess it's like a point where it's just, it's just gross. It's just really, really gross. And um, that's really all that it comes down to. I do think that maybe the situation, obviously we see the two baby fathers, ones we get to see our fidelias and um, I'm sorry, I forget the other young lady's name. Josh was the young man who was, had mental health issues oh. was her baby's father. Tina. So, But it seemed like they actually had more of a connection mm-hmm. to have had yeah. unprotected sex. I know there's really no excuse for that. You don't want to promote that. I do not promote that. Um, but they seem to have had a more of a connection where this other young lady just picked like, somebody.
0: That's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a good point. It was
2: giving me very much more. I want a baby because I want somebody to love me. And I don't know who's baby. my child's father, and I have to test 22 men. That's what it was giving me.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree. Yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, some of our favorite lines. Um, Taylor, you're just going to have to cross them off as Felicia yep. and I go through and sounds then you, you can do what's left. Yeah. that's um, good. I, uh, Felicia, do you want
2: to go first or do you want me to go first? I don't know. Um, because my it's like my favorite lines were in the two and they both kinda were about Melinda. Um so my first one is when the guy's trying to like impress the girl and he's there, like, oh, let's see if we can get something else. Also, I worked at a restaurant. That's annoying. You're not sexy, you're not hot, you're not, you're just nothing but actually annoying. You're probably not gonna even tip what it was worth to stay there anyway. But uh, when he was like, Oh, how about something exciting? They're like, Oh, uh, what did they say? Something the only
1: thing flaming, flaming is the the exactly major dean yeah, left.
2: Thing, yeah, the only thing flaming is the major dean. He left an hour ago. And then here and literally <laughs> on fire. Um, and then when uh D- Dizzer, Dizzle, whatever that Dizzer. young man's name is. Foolish. Alabuz must to be rad. Anyway, when he, uh, when he was like, oh, I, I was over on this train. I was like, I saw that Nubian queen, Nubian princess, and I was like, those types of compliments are the absolute worst. So that's like, it was like that cringy, like pickup line he said about Melinda, which is crazy that he says that when she's like literally probably the most intelligent person on the show, or as far as like you know academically, like she's just such. Um. We Just know her for knowledge and we don't look at her like that. So for him to say it, it was just kind of weird because she's usually given more respect and more revered because of her knowledge. Um, I would have liked to see a uh, Melinda snap back clap back to that, yeah. She has those clap backs and snap backs, she does, she does not play that. Um, so I would have been interesting to see, but those are two lines that um I enjoyed from this episode.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up because I remember when he said that, and I was like, he's not talking about Melinda Warner, she is. She should be respected. Respect
2: on her name. Yeah, she is to be respected. Um, Didn't even yeah. say doctor
1: or anything. Right. Um, I agree. I also would have loved to have seen her <laughs> reaction to him. Um, she's amazing, and the only time we've seen her uh, in a, I would say, seen her as a person and not as a doctor. Um. Is or a sexual being and not as a doctor specifically, is when Finn is hitting on her in the Christmas episode where his um, ex-wife's brother gets arrested. Is where he's flirting with her and then he gets interrupted. That was the only time we've ever seen her as a sexual being. Love, love it. Um, all right, here are some of my lines. Um, obviously wrecking decks and getting sex. You know it. What a terrible catchphrase. He's. Obsessed. Um, I also have uh, when Benson says babies having babies doesn't bother you, and he says babies killing babies bothers me because that is the most frustrating thing a man could ever say. Um, I also have uh, no way. What does predisposed mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that moment is so good. She plays it so well. No way. It's beautiful. Like,
2: that, just, just perfectly <laughs> flawless.
0: Just perfectly
2: clueless
1: yeah um and then i also have i'm gonna take one of your one of yours from you uh taylor and it is when benson says fidelia you need to screw your head on straight this is a baby we're talking about not a new shade of lipstick
0: oh yes just that's that's actually not mine i have one that she says later that's pretty much the exact same sentiment um, should I just start from the top? I literally probably have like 10 left. Please do. Uh, that said, I will say a lot of these quotes are available
1: on the IMDb for this. It was like, I didn't even mean to. I just wanted to get the um, Babies Killing Babies one correct. And then I was like,
0: oh, they're all here. The whole script should be uploaded. Yes. It's that memorable. Um, that all right. Fun. So I'll start us off. What do we got on the menu for tonight? Barbecue. A little too well done. You can't say things like that. You just so offensive. But I love that you are um, one of the most classic Munch quotes. Is any idea where a crispy critter come running came running from, bro? Um, Grandma emails two girls one cup signs an LOL.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: Shut your ugly face! It's amazing, amazing. Who says insult. that? The uh, street cleaner woman. Shut your ugly face. The street cleaner woman. Yeah, the person that beats up the homeless people when she comes in the oh, redhead, lady. Sarah, yep. Shut your, yeah, I don't have her name. I just call her. She I just remember her as Vermin because she says vermin like 80 times. Like That's maybe pick kick of a thesaurus. Um, Chastity Circle Oof. in my day, we called that the A V Club. <laughs> Got him. Um, okay, and now we're getting to my actual favorite favorites because it's all of Olivia and Fidelia's conversation. We're going to be the hottest MILFs on the block. MILFs? Yeah, it means, oh, I know what it means. Interesting. Of course she oh, knows what it means. Of course she knows what it means. Old chicks are totally jealous of me. Girl. That's the um, one. Okay. My actual favorite line of the we- My favorite of the favorites. A baby is not an accessory. It is not a bracelet or a pair of earrings or a slamming pair of jeans. Slammin' Pair of Jeans is so iconic. I want a pair of jeans that literally just says Slammin' Pair of Jeans on it so badly. Um, um, Jesse McCartney, the fact wait, that wait, he's in I've this.
1: decided uh, should Taylor ever be pregnant? No. I would like a shirt that says Slammin' Pair of Jeans over where the baby is.
0: Oh, I love that. Well, I'm not going to do that, but uh, maybe we I don't can write it down. Yeah.
1: I think from now on, First of all, why is no one selling baby onesies that say "slamming pair of jeans"? I'm pair of jeans. Well, we're going to be opening a T Public store. Literally, just yes. Look out for the link. You think I'm kidding? We're about to start selling merch.
0: Go on. Yeah, and you know what? We should do that. I'm making it um, down. I we should do that. Legit. Even Christians make mistakes. I just think it's like was delivered so funny by Mr. Jesse McCartney. His whole his whole character was a lot. Um, and then finally, Dizzer, uh-oh, it's the popo. <laughs> uh-oh, it's the popo.
2: And Very much giving lines. uh-oh spaghetti vibes.
0: <laughs> uh-oh, it's the popo. Oh, amazing. Thank you so
1: much, Taylor. I you knew you would have them welcome. <laughs> yeah, you really did. So I have a lot for us right now. Um, first and foremost, this episode is ripped from two headlines. It is ripped from the um, Pregnancy Pact headline and the story of a cyberbullying that led to suicide. Let mm. me tell you these stories. Also, it was inspired by um, there were people beating up homeless people, as Felicia mentioned earlier, um, but not a specific case. So, here's the teen Pregnancy Pact storyline. Um, on June eighteenth, two 2008, um, the... Okay, so I'm going to mess this up because I'm not from... Well, I don't know how to say this. It's a Massachusetts word. Sorry, Massachusetts people. Um, Gloucester High School. I'm going to guess it's like Gloucester or something. Anyway. A high school in Massachusetts. Stupid. Massachusetts names. All right. Um, This high school drew international attention as news broke that 18 students had become pregnant in that last year over four times the previous year's reported pregnancies. The, pres- uh, the principals claimed that some of the girls had made a pact to become pregnant together, one even seeking a homeless 24-year-old man in her pursuit to conceive. Yes. But the mayor quickly uh, responded that they had no confirmation of any pregnancy pact. And finally, a pregnant student interviewed on Good Morning America said there was definitely no pact there was a group of girls already pregnant that decided they were going to help each other to finish school and raise their kids together. So wow. there was That's no nice. actual pregnancy pact, but the idea of a pregnancy pact. So it was a um,
2: pregnancy accountability group,
1: kind of. Um, but like this was a thing that happened, and then everyone was like, "They made a pact," which sounds. Very and then like my the time I said,
2: "Let's make a movie."
1: Yep. Uh, not only that, ready. Um, so there's obviously this episode of SVU. Uh the following March after this all happened, Bones did an episode about um a high school volleyball team. Um there was a woman who published a book titled Not My Daughter, which was inspired by this uh, the events. The lifetime movie The Pregnancy Pact, which came out in 2010. I'm shocked that Taylor has not seen it yet.
2: I have um, seen it. Why would oh, you
1: see that? That's She's that good. I'm shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. ever Accuse me did. of that. Yes, <laughs> I did it. I did. <laughs> um, there was a documentary called the Gloucester Eighteen. I'm sorry, Boston and Massachusetts. You you have weird words. Um, and there was a Spanish miniseries in 2010 called El Pacto, based oh, on. There was a novella about this. I, I want to watch not- the novella. I know that oh. lit. Okay. There's also a French film in 2011 called 17 Girls, a story of young female friendship and naivete.
0: Why would they call it 17 when there was definitely 18? I don't know. Make that make sense to me. Maybe All it right, sounds so-
2: better in French or something.
0: Maybe.
1: <laughs> that's a good point. Um, so that's the first story. The second story is the suicide of Megan Mayer, um, who was a teenager and she hung herself three weeks before her 14th birthday in 2006. Um, And here is the story on that. Um, Because she was being bullied by her friend's mom. People need to get lives. Um, So uh, on October 16th, 2006, Uh, Oh, sorry. She was being... mm, mm, Sorry, this had to do with MySpace. It's complicated.
2: Okay, here's what you need. MySpace, Lord, that's a long Uh time ago.
1: What you need to know is um, that she was bullied by Lori Drew, who was the mother of her friend, um, but that her Lori Drew was acquitted of cyberbullying in 2009. That's what you need to know.
2: Wow! Y'all over here cancel anybody. Y'all can cancel Lori Drew. Lori Drew needs to stay on the cancel list. Who bullies children? Like, who actually... I I kind of got kids and pets along the same way. Like, if you can be, like, cruel to, like, living things that, like, really have no bearing on you and no control over you and you're in a position of power, then, like, you're just really a cruel person. Like, you're just really a cruel person. And if I was that young lady's mom and that woman was free... Every chance I saw her, it would be on site. I would be putting my hands and my feet on her every time that I saw her. Because how do you, and how do you like live with yourself to say mean things to a 13-year-old? So you're saying like 2006 in my head, I'm like, okay, it's like 15, you know, years ago. And I'm like, wow, this girl could have been a grown 30-year-old woman, 30, you know, 31-year-old woman, like just going about her life. Or was she 13, maybe she's like 28, 29, I don't know, just a young woman, like who would Still be very young, even this happened so long ago. Like you just killed, you you killed somebody and got away with it. And there's other um kids that this has happened to too. Too maybe not parents, but just definitely the cyberbullying because it just doesn't stop. Like I don't know about y'all. Definitely got bullied in school sometimes, but like I got to go home and my bullies didn't live there or in my cell phone or in my computer or you know my t- they were nowhere to be found. So I got a break. But like these kids ever get a break from these people?
1: Right. I mean yeah. we we're all internet people, um, people on the internet. So we we do, I'm assuming, I mean maybe it's just me, you get harassment, internet harassment no, from strangers. I didn't think it was just me, but I want to speak for both <laughs> no, of you. it's
0: not just you not just you. <laughs> um
2: and, and but as honestly full grown adults though, like a yeah, full grown adults. So we but never had to deal with that in growing up. And we, I can kind of pick this too, but you don't get to pick this right. on the internet. It's like, you're on the internet as soon as you're an infant now.
1: Yeah. It's the thing is, like, we chose to be on the internet. And also, like, I do get hara- internet harassment from children. And you know what I don't ever do is bully Buy them back. Right. <laughs> um, I I might make fun of them for wasting their time. Like, But I'm never going to attack them. You know what I mean? I'm not going to bully them for bullying me. I'm going to point out that they should do something better with their lives.
0: Um, But, uh, yes. A big thing in this episode was that the laws haven't caught up to that yet. And I feel like they have a little bit more now. Because I remember reading cases. There was one in the past couple of years that was really prominent about the girl who, like, drove her boyfriend to suicide. Or he was, like asking if he should do it, he was like suicidal and she was encouraging yep. it. I don't know if you guys remember that case, but I, I think that she her. got prosecuted and went to jail. Um, and so I think that the laws have, I don't think they're perfect, of course, like in the internet's moving so fast and evolving so fast and laws work so slowly, but I think that there are more laws on the books now. So I think it's really interesting to go back and see when that wasn't the case and how yeah. it's kind of changed and, and gotten a little bit better. Absolutely. Um. Shall we head into our weekly poll? Sure. So, last week we did a special episode because Sarah Storm was on with us, which was so much fun. And we asked what your favorite episode that she appeared in was. Um, criminal Pathology, that's the one she was in for literally two seconds. I got zero votes, so that makes sense. That's the one that I couldn't actually fit in the poll. So I just did it
1: below the tweet. So Also, to be fair, that was the one that we discovered that she had shot separately from what was Correct. actually happening. And I think that is so fascinating. But, it
0: wasn't a big one for her. So it makes sense that it wasn't like a fave. But I figured I would get yelled at if I didn't put it in there somehow. I, so that's true. You dirty. would have. I yes. appreciate it. <laughs> We have interestingly enough, Beast Obsession came in fourth place with 15.4% of the votes, which I'm pretty shocked by because someone was very upset about this on Twitter. I was I wasn't upset because it's not my personal favorite, but I was surprised. Because, at us that they were upset about yeah, it. Yeah, it. it's a very intense one. In third place, we had post-mortem blues. Um that's season 15, episode 21. I got 23.1% of the vote.
1: That's the one and where th- we see that. She that's the one where she comes back to talk to the um the grand jury.
0: Yes, I believe so. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then um in second place we have psychotherapist. That's the first one she was in season 15, episode 10. That's 26.9% of the votes. And coming in first place. I think this is probably my favorite of them too, Nationwide and Manhunt, which is season 17, episode 14, with 34.6% of the votes. Interesting. That's her last appearance, which is a a great one. I like that one a lot. I am shocked. All right, go on. I'm surprised too. This week, I was going to do Teen Pregnancy, but we did that one in February. (laughs) We are like kind of, the polls are getting harder and harder, but- um, when I saw Jesse McCartney, I said, Oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And that is, um, favorite episode with a teen pop star. <laughs> so we have, I'll do it in the order of what the results are right now. Um, poor Sabrina Carpenter has 0% of the vote so far. <laughs> no, no. Here's, here's why she has that. Because. <laughs> because <laughs> now
1: the license drama. <laughs> no, no. I could unpack it for you. <laughs> I'm gonna yell at you now. You put that one in, and I was like, "She's barely in that." I had to go and check and be like, "Who was she in that?" And I don't even believe that it's her, even though I see that it, it is. is. I'm aware, it is but I don't. Her. I
0: don't even accept it. That's All why. Right. Go on. I mean, it's a good episode, though that Elsa's great in it. It's so, one of my what? favorites. This 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 looks she deserves a vote at least. <laughs> it should have zero. All right, go on. Give me sass. You do it every week. I should be used to it by now. In third place, right now, um, we have Storm with Kiki Palmer, which is actually a great episode that has nine percent so far. That's the one with the hurricane. Um, and she lives with a guy who's like, right? Um, That's like yeah. one of my favorite
2: episodes. Of her well, she's like, they fled, is like she fled Hurricane Katrina.
0: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it's her and two kids, and they're staying with sister. Russell Hornsby, who is a very, very sweet man. Um so it's awkward that he was a child abuser who right. kidnapped these kids. But go on. That's
2: such a good episode. Yes. That was yeah, that was that yeah, I agree. I'm sorry, let me hear the other one oh, I should vote. That's okay. That too, um
0: <laughs> coming in at second place at the current moment is the one we just discussed, Babes, which Whatever I can't I can't actually believe this right now. I hope justice gets done within the next week because first place I mean it's a fun episode. It's not better than Babes, though. Is selfish with Hillary Duff where her kid has smallpox or measles? Measles! Oh my <laughs> god!
1: I okay it's, rewatching that episode during the
0: pandemic. This yeah, is the Casey Anthony one. Yep, I think
2: so. I've never it's, not liked the, Hillary Duff in something, that... that her character, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not a fan. But because I'm always used to like loving her, so I really liked the episode because you kinda yeah. get to see her darker. Mm-hmm. She, did she did great. Amazing.
0: She did great. Such a crazy episode. And you're right, it's very like unsettling to watch at this current moment. I
1: rewatched it because it was on, obviously. Um and I was like, oh, this makes me so uncomfortable during our current situation because it's so accurate.
0: Yeah. But that's this week's poll. We'll tell you where to find that in just a few minutes. All
1: right. So uh, next up is what did we learn? And before we do that, I actually have some more knowledge for everybody, if you don't mind. Please. Um, Because this is something I learned. This is something I knew, but I thought that it should be brought to everyone's attention. Um, So... Uh, The resource that I'm pulling this from is from the National Library of Medicine. It's a 2008 article um, discussing abstinence-only education versus comprehensive sex education. And the results, this is just the conclusion. If you would like the full case, I'm happy to tweet out this link. But the results are that teaching about contraception was not associated with increased risk of adolescent sexual activity or STD. Adolescents who received comprehensive sex education had a lower risk of pregnancy than adolescents who received abstinence only or no sex education. Yep. That is the conclusion of the study. And for those who didn't understand it, basically what it means is learning abstinence only sex ed means there is a higher risk of teen pregnancy. So, if you learn about condoms, there is no proof that you are more likely to see a rise in teen sexual activity, but you also will not have a rise in teen pregnancy. Yep, that makes lots of sense that to me
0: personally.
2: Very funny. I had a conversation with, uh, with my wax lady about that, and <laughs> we were talking. Hey, look, get to know each other pretty intimately. But I was talking to her. We were saying how she's she's a mother, and so we were saying how you know, like sometimes maybe in older generations, they didn't talk about things at all. And that um, level of, of just not even a miscommunication, but just a choice to not make any communication about it had been dentri- detrimental to so many people's lives. And that sometimes when kids ask questions, people just automatically assume that, oh, they want to do the thing. It's like, they don't want to do the thing that they might be asking about they really just might actually be looking to you for information so i'm not a parent i know today's mother's day one day i hope to be a mom but i really hope that my kids will come to me i'll answer their questions because why wouldn't you rather them ask you than ask the internet or their other dumb friends that don't know anything Mm -hmm. you know five adolescent brains do not equal an adult one as we can see there were 18 in pregnancy (laughs) pack, and five in this pregnancy pack doesn't equal an adult brain you know so it's just like I get that that makes perfect sense. You just educated them, and then they made their own choices based off the information that they had. They don't have the information, and they're just going to slip up and and not know. It's funny. I talked to another friend recently who never had any sex education um, from K to infinity to, into adulthood, and she was late on her cycle and thought that she had become pregnant because she did not know how it occurred she thought maybe that there wow. was um, sperm on something that she had ingested and then that is how she because she didn't know so it's like if you don't tell these kids they're really going to come up with just different conclusions all on their own so it's better to just tell them what it is it's, and it's, use the real names or stuff don't say pp and
3: cookie right. and
2: stuff call it a penis in the vagina because that's what it is look taylor's like laugh no, you're I you're just totally... think like a cookie just, <laughs> it just got me.
1: <laughs> think think about uh for those who watched Bridgerton. Um there's a little a really great scene where like they clearly have no idea because no one's telling them how it works. Um and I think that that's very we're not gonna talk about him right now. Um it's very interesting. Um, you need a second, Felicia.
2: I'm all right. All right. <laughs>
1: Um, all right, but let's talk about what we learned. Uh, now that I've, I just needed to use this moment to get on my soapbox.
0: It's true. I know. I actually have something that I learned um, when I first watched it, but I've remembered it since then. And it's when um, Melinda is talking about. How she could get like fingerprints and Mm. information of the skin, and you have to like juice them up and like inject them with something, which I thought was so interesting. And I always remember that scene like it's a gross, but it's like so fascinating to me where she has to put it in, put the little syringe in, and then she can get information, which I think is so cool.
1: Yeah. I, um, when that scene happened, I was thinking about my mom who doesn't like gross stuff, and I was like, oh, she's looking away. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, I feel bad. It's grody, but it's fascinating too. Yeah. Felicia, did you learn something?
2: Oh man. Um, I just honestly I learned something as soon as the moms got on here and started teaching us about all the <laughs> all of their insight. I was like, wow, yeah, it did kick off with people just really not having knowledge about mental health and not understanding what that meant. And um it's interesting, you know, y'all was pointing out some some overt uh stereotypes about like, you know, like Catholic uh new england type of communities right and then one of those things too was just also the mental health aspect and not really getting him care and his dad even saying you know he was fine he was going to a job interview it was great and sometimes people look at mental health um in communities where it's just like oh it's just a thing or oh it's just a wave or you know they don't people don't really understand um because i mean to be quite honest and maybe somebody might be upset by listening to this but um Science and spirituality is not are not mutually exclusive. You can still believe in God and have your faith and fully have one hundred percent belief in that faith system, and also go get mental health services um, because mm-hmm. uh, It's faith without works is dead. So if you don't actually like do something to believe that there are people out there, you can actually get help. Where there maybe like Christian counselors, or um, they specifically work with whatever particular group marginalized group or uh, other group that you're in or whatever. There are so many different specifications. So yeah, that this all really is a mental health thing because if he had gotten the care he needed, he might have been in a position to have had sex with that young lady and then the position Mm -hmm. for her to get pregnant, for her brother to find out about it, kill him, and then for her her mama to be a trash-ass mother and bully a little girl and killing herself. So I guess maybe just being more open to talk about mental health issues and learning more about it. That's all I learned.
0: I just have uh, one more thing yeah, that I learned slash was so confused about. What was the business of when they were, when the street sweeper people were on the roof, taking pictures of drunk people so they could oh, buy them. So what?
2: is that a thing? Um, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, so
1: back in the day, um, there was thing. a thing. Good
2: eye, Taylor what was
1: that um hold on one second
2: is it like girls gone wild when they no, like no. Go, woo, woo. No. um
1: so back in the day there was a thing when you'd go to clubs there would be people there to take your photo during like in the club um and the idea was at the end of the night you'd go to a website and there'd be pictures of you and your friends at the club and it would be branded with the like club or the um, photographers like watermark, and you could buy these photos. Um, oh. Hilariously, I'd literally only seen it in clubs internationally. I'd never seen this uh, in the US. So um, this was definitely a thing. I have photos um, from clubs in Israel with my cousins that are watermarked with whatever bulk we were at fascinating. that's yeah. crazy to me. That is but I really realized cool. this is before camera phones,
2: right? Uh, yeah, okay. Or before quality camera phones, because I'm thinking I did have a little flip phone that had a camera on it. Back sure, there, but it would never be able to take a picture in a club in a dark Right? Place.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. the The fact that she got in everyone's photos, I think, was so interesting. I love it. um I will say this. I remember watching it this time and being like, Ooh, that's something I learned. Oh, perfect. Have no clue what it was. So I like came oh. up with stuff, but I have no idea what it I like remember being like, that's the thing I learned. And I, it may have been Benson's facts about teen pregnancy and that like, they're, you know, less likely to finish
2: high school. Mm. Um, oh Yeah. But also, I don't think that's I feel like Teen Mom taught us that. Like, I don't know if you guys like watched that show. Like, I mean, but also, I think just knowledge taught me that. Yeah. And Teen Mom having other uh, Teen Moms and their their kids becoming teen parents, like this woman was a Teen mm-hmm. Mom, and now our daughter, you know, is going to be a teen mom.
1: Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's what we learned. Um, I learned also. I guess I learned that our moms are so thoughtful. <laughs> And took this assignment very
2: seriously. So yes, like understanding the assignment was yes, they understood the assignment better than us. Yeah, <laughs> correct.
1: I so appreciate that. Um, all right. Well, for those who uh, haven't checked out our last um, our last episode, you may not have heard. We're doing a little bit of a contest here. Uh, so on. Every episode starting last week, so this week as well, going forward till the season 22 finale episode, if you leave us a rating and review on iTunes or a comment on one of our YouTube videos, you could do both, um, you will be entered into a contest to pick the episode we do after, um, after the finale. So that is the contest that we are doing. Um, I'm going to throw out a suggestion that you pick an episode that maybe Taylor hates. So maybe a William Lewis episode.
0: Why would you say that? Because she, she loves it and she
2: wants to do it. I, and, I'm, and, I'm in the, and I'm in the middle. So it's really just you, Taylor.
0: That's so mean. We already discussed
2: so many of them. We
0: there are so the many things one. in that
2: whole arc, though. There are like multiple pieces of that. I'm sorry, Jess, like, i sorry, Taylor. Like, I'm not saying we her. have to do That's it. So I'm just mean. I'm leaving.
0: Just no, incentive no, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. for people to That's enter good. the contest, or you can
0: pick another fantastic one that I love. You can also do that <laughs> if you want me to love you back. I'm just saying, enter this contest, um, Taylor. Did we have any iTunes ratings or reviews? Oh, let me check. I'm sorry. I've, I've been traveling this week. I've forgotten to check. Say something else while I check. While you do that, um, as a reminder, if you need the rain hotline, that
1: number is 1-800-656-4673. one 656 I'm also going to give some shout outs to people who are in the chat. So far, Zach is in the chat. Zach is our only one in the chat. Laughing hey, at the idea <laughs> um, of us torturing Taylor. Um we did have YouTube comments. I did see that. Um
0: oh, so sorry, I really I go, back, did just... I go
2: back and actually I go back and read them all the time. Like even I do too. Like, old ones. and you I don't know y'all. Well, like I I just don't know sometimes what to say. I get like really awkward sometimes. I'm a very awkward person. Um, but I, I just read them on days like I don't feel maybe so great. And I'm like, oh, there's people who actually really enjoy. This the show like what we do here, and so it's like oh you know or just things like that. I'm gonna do better at responding. I, I'm like scared to respond on YouTube. It goes down in the comment section. I don't usually tend to comment on things because like I don't like to be added with attitude, you know. I so see. I don't well, usually somebody, comment on things. We got one. I know I just have a history of this. See, I'm just I got PTSD working as a Somebody, host people, uh, people on the internet being
1: mad at us that's true people on the internet are mean um but we did get a comment someone asking us to do um an episode that we did and i wildlife.
0: had to, i had read it and i saw it yes we did wildlife so i didn't want to be because, mean but we did it <laughs> we did um we don't have any new itunes comments we i think we might have some new ratings but i can't see who did that so Please leave a comment gotcha. as well so we can actually shout you out by name.
1: And if your comment is just the suggestion or for whatever episode you would like us to do, that's oh, yeah. also fine. You yeah, don't have to say way, anything yeah. specific.
0: Um, no, say anything you'd like. Yeah. As long as you
1: leave five stars. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I guess I should say technically the rating review we'd like is a five star and a thumbs up. I mean, if it's last week... Like, <laughs> That's the rules. You're technically following them, but like no, no. Here's the new us. rule: if you're going to give us less than five stars, I would like to know what we can improve.
2: Well, yeah, I yeah. Know. I can make it better. I feel like we're all we're pretty open to like criticism and getting better, and we love this show. So why wouldn't we want to make it the absolute best it can possibly be? And if you I'm say not, something yeah. that's crude, we'll just talk about you amongst ourselves, and we'll put it on the internet.
1: I'm just uh, also. How Seriously. likely are you to buy some merch? Because I'm dead serious. We're gonna have a meeting about this right now when we finish the show. <laughs> um,
2: I literally, I was like, I was like, oh, she ain't playing about that merch. She said, I was like, oh, she ain't playing. Yep. Like, oh, all right. Well, that's here for it.
1: I love it. Um, that's basically all there is to say about babes. One of the best episodes, I think Taylor's uh, description of why it is the best is really solid. Um, Thank you.
0: So yep. on that note, argument. Where, Taylor, can everyone find you in the poll? Yes, find me and the poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore Ann. And you can also find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore case underscore. Amazing. Uh, Felicia, is there somewhere we should plug for
1: uh, your mom?
2: I am, uh, oh my gosh, my mom, right? I told her that I think that she should just go review Reality shows online. I'm like, I think you have really would be really good at it, so like, you should do it. So I'm gonna try to. I'll let you guys know. I'm working hard this week and see. Um, she
0: needs a guest to talk housewives. I would be more than happy. Oh yeah, House talk. of
2: the Potomac. It, that's it for her. That's her show. So I was like, y'all would, y'all are yes. here. Y'all are definitely here with it. Um, if you want to find find me while I'm trying to convince my mom to start her own. Uh, review channel. Um, it, I'll be on Instagram at it's Felicia Michelle. Probably just like, I just moved, just enjoy my best life. And yeah, just that's what I'm going to be doing. And um, seeing how high I can get my hair to touch the sky. That's what I'll be doing over there.
1: So beautiful. Um, thank you, everybody. Thank you to my mom, uh, Yafa, who is not on the internet. Really, Well, she is, but do not friend her. Um, <laughs> I just, I just. She is, but don't talk
2: to my mother. Don't talk
1: to my mother. Leave her alone. Um, I'm everywhere at Tingle. That's why uh, I think, I think that's all I got to tell you about. Um, yeah, let's call it a day. Thanks, everybody. Are we? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are we? Are we doing the thing? We'll, we'll talk about it in a second.
0: Okay. <laughs> right, hey, bye, <laughs> Bye,
4: bye. <laughs>